Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. And I am back under the weather. It's a constant battle in the Negler home, apparently, where I get sick and then I get better. And now, because I have children who bring disease into my home, I'm back to being sick. So I apologize if I'm a little lackluster today, but I'm powering through. Always got to play hurt here for Packers Daily, for Packers fans worldwide. And maybe that's what's got me thinking about today's topic, but man, we, and I use the term we here because I'm including myself, we Packers fans, we can be a miserable bunch for a team that has had as much success on the field. And yes, I understand championships haven't flowed the way many of us would prefer. Man, they've won a lot of football games over the last decade plus, and you just tune into any Packers show, any Packers account, any Packers entity. And there is just a lot of bitching, man. There is a lot of bitching. And look, I know that's human nature. And I know the internet is certainly a creature of uh, trying to dig out the negativity in people. But man, it does seem each and every offseason, it gets a little worse. And maybe that's because we come in with such high expectations every season only to have them crushed. I understand people reaching for things and people to blame. But, man, you step back and and you look at the Green Bay Packers, and, man, you know, I wouldn't want to be a fan of any other team. Now, you can call that Stockholm Syndrome if you want, and I'll understand if you do, but, man, I love the Green Bay Packers. And I, again, I'm including myself in the need to kind of take a step back in our day-in and day-out you know, bitching about this or that or however this is being handled or whatever they're doing with that. And just, I mean, there are so many programs out there. There are so many franchises where you can point and look at and go, holy, I'm glad I'm not them. I mean, I understand that I'm older, so I have a frame of reference of the 70s and 80s to look back upon and go, God, it's so nice not to be back there. And I know the big worry a lot of the times that I run up against online here is that, Oh, we're headed back there. You know, once we trade Rodgers or if Rodgers retires, oh, we're headed back there. Which like I can't even begin to describe how unlikely that is. Like, could they fall back into, you know, struggles on the field? Sure, a hundred percent. But man, nothing in the modern era, the way this team is set up, is ever going to replicate what was going on in the 70s and 80s, both on and off the field. So I just hope Packers fans can take just a breath here as we await an answer from 12 and wherever that might lead us, because if it's with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback next season or with Jordan Love at the helm, we've got it pretty good. The Packers have done all right by Packers fans. Yes, again, would you like a few more Super Bowl trophies in the old uh, 1265 Lombardi display case? Yes, of course. No one's discounting that. It's Titletown for a reason. But man, you step back, you look at all 32 teams in totality. I love being a Packers fan, and I'm glad I was born a Packers fan, and I'm glad I ain't succumbing to 31 teams and their nonsense. That's me. Again, it's probably just because I'm under the weather that I'm thinking this way, but uh, life is okay. You know, we're all going to be all right more than anything else. Good to see everybody in the uh, comment section. Ryan starts us off with a super chat. Thank you, bud. The Pack should trade Rodgers to Vegas for the number seven overall pick and try to get their second round pick. I wouldn't trade Bakhtiari yet. 
I know I took uh, Ross to task. If you haven't heard, let's talk football dropped earlier this afternoon talking Packers draft needs. And I know in Ross's latest mock, he has the Packers trading both Rodgers and Bakhtiari. Um, look, I'm not going to say it's impossible or that it would never happen. I highly doubt it does. But, you know, if you're looking for a clean reset, that'd be a good way to go about it. Um, to your point, I'd love if the Packers were able to do that. I don't think that's going to be in the cards, though. Giving over the seventh overall pick for a player who may only play one year let alone another additional pick. Hard to see a team, even one as flighty as the Raiders. I guess I'm being kind there, but I, I'd be very, very surprised. Unless we got, we got Tyler. What's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Off-season mode, spending three days in New York City in a month. Any recommendations to experience the city that aren't over-the-top touristy? Hashtag temporary transplant. Um, yeah, look, I always say go visit Kettle of Fish. Patrick is... Uh, the spot in the city and who knows by the time you're here you may even be open inside because right now you still got to sit outside but always visit kettle of fish it's a packers legendary landmark but it's not a tourist trap or attraction um go see the museum of the museum of the moving image out here in queens in astoria it is absolutely outstanding my girls went today actually um there are so many cool things there throughout the histories of motion pictures and movies and cinema it is, and it's off the beaten path. You got to travel a little bit, but it is absolutely worth it a trip. And it's, again, not a tourist trap in any way, shape, or form. Um, and then the Tenement Museum downtown. Uh, I highly recommend that. Again, not one of those real touristy kind of places or events or things. And there are plenty of touristy type places you can go in New York that are worthwhile. Uh, for instance, the 9-11 Memorial. I think everyone should go there. It, tons of tourists do but I think it's absolutely worth your time. Uh, but yeah, the Tenement Museum on the Lurie side is amazing. It's absolutely an incredible look at you know early New York and how families lived in a tenement building. It's kind of mind-blowing. And it, again, it's not something you're probably going to see in many tourist guides, but I highly recommend it. It's really cool. Brian Dodge, thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate it, man. John Simitovich, thanks for the super chat. I'm 35, pretty much only know 4 and 12. I feel a large amount of the fan base is worried about life after 12. Embrace change, people. Yeah, and that's to be expected, right? I completely I completely understand the younger set having only known high-end quarterback play, fretting about what's next, right? Totally get that. But, you know, let's give Jordan Love a shot before we damn him to uh, mediocrity. You know, but I understand it. Like I said, uh, like if you are younger, you probably have only known winning football and high end Hall of Fame worthy quarterback play for all of your life. It's only those of you who remember the great Randy Wright who can understand where I'm coming from perspective wise. I'm kind of kidding, but I totally feel that, John. I totally get it. Uh, what else we got? Gary, thanks for the super chat. Of the seven players whose contracts voided out yesterday, do you do any stand out to you for getting re-signed later? Yeah, Gary, I, I mentioned this in uh, on a daily a couple days ago. I think Tunyon is a likely re-sign. Um, no inside info on that, obviously, but I think there's a good chance he's back. And then um, I think if Aaron Rodgers is back, I'm pretty sure Mercedes would be back. But there's again, that's no given. But those are the two that jump out of the seven that voided. 
Um, Kettle Beach, yes, New York Cheesehead. TKM, thanks for the super chat. Wayback Machine is curious, who was the worst coaching hire, Divine, Rhodes, or question, Pappies? <laughs> well, Divine's in that combo, no doubt about it. And look, I'm never going to kill Wolf for the Rhodes hire just because he had one coach of the year in Philadelphia. He was a great defensive mind. He had, you know, done work in Green Bay before. Ron loved the guy. I get why that hire was made. And Ron had stated he wanted a guy with head coaching experience, you know, to take over from Mike Holmgren. So I, I understood that hire. Now, the fact that they fell off that season and they were, you know, nowhere near as good as everybody expected, it casts, you know, and then the fact that he's fired at the end of the season will always kind of put him in these conversations, but he's nowhere near, he was nowhere near as bad as Dave Devine. I mean, not even close. So, you know, I, you know, some people probably put Mike Sherman in that conversation, which I wouldn't. I think Mike was a really good coach who should never have been a general manager. Um and all, most of the other modern hires have been pretty decent. But I think, like I said, Rhodes gets a bad rap because the expectations were so high and because he was only given the one season. Always curious what would have happened if he had been given a few more years. Um, but I also understand why Ron felt it was necessary to move on. Steven, thanks for the super chat. If the Packers were really ready to move off of Rodgers, would they have made that known before he even makes a decision? Well, you know, would they have made that known? How have they made it known? I mean, other than the reporting and or leaks that we've seen in the press, they haven't really done much of that, right? I mean, most everything is conjecture at this point. And I think even if you do read those, all of it comes back to waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision, you know? So, yeah, I don't think... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say one way or the other, but again, we don't really know much and we're, we won't really know until Aaron makes a decision because then the Packers will have to act, you know, but it's just, it's just impossible to kind of give a definitive answer there with the Packers having not done anything publicly other than I think Mark Murphy at NFL Honors saying, you know, we'd like a decision sooner rather than later, you know, outside of that. Um, and Brian, of course, with his comments at the end of the year, like him back, etc. Um, I think that falls under the what do you expect him to say category. But you never know. Soder, thanks for the super chat. Watch the replay of Super Bowl 45. Got me feeling melancholy. Melancholy? They won the Super Bowl. Soder, pick it up, man. Brian, thanks for the super chat. I wish I knew what reports to believe on 12. We're all over the place. What are, where are your thoughts at? Just waiting for a decision from the darkness. That's where I'm at. Um, look, and I think it's a fluid thing. I think we're always going to hear things from different avenues and different perspectives. For instance, Spoon's report that Brian had said, you know, he's ready to move on. I buy that. Um, McGinn's reporting, even though it's all over the map and scattershot, I'm sure he has heard something akin to what he's talking about in that podcast. Um, but that doesn't take into account... Um, the people who are ultimately in that conversation, you know, Brian's obviously one of them, but so is Russ. So is Matt. And so is Mark, you know, that's ultimately the group that's going to make this decision. So uh, I do not doubt for a moment that some of this, you know, reporting has to be taken with a gigantic grain of salt, but uh, I think it's best if we just wait. And, you know, I said this when we dropped the video about it was time for Rogers watch, it's best if we wait for Aaron's decision, you know, and that's really what's 
kind of frustrating in this daily kind of existence online where, you know, you just have to wait and the internet doesn't do waiting very well. But that's where we're at. Uh, what else we got? How about Dan Devine is fine. <sighs> there you go, Dusty. Dusty knows what's up. You know what will make Packers fans happy? A cold can of carry the G. Now you're talking, Dusty. That's what I'm talking about. Is Aaron out of his cocoon? I don't know. I'm I'm assuming so. Said it was four days and he was going in at the end of last week. So I would assume. But haven't heard it from him. Haven't seen him. So I guess we'll find out soon. Ish. Rodgers will play one more somewhere. No way in five years he's second fiddle to Brady on the stage in Canton. Brian, I know a lot of people say that. I don't buy that. And I know Aaron himself has dismissed that idea. But I'm sure if he does play, everyone will say, see, you didn't want to go into the hall with Brady. I just don't think that's a consideration. But I understand why people do. <coughs> Sorry, guys. If the Packers and Rodgers both agree to move on, and they can only get a second or third, do they still make the deal? Yeah, I think so, J-Rock. I mean, they got a third for Favre. <laughs> yeah, it's what the market will bear, right? And if it is down to that is what it's going to, what it's, what the going offer is for a soon-to-be 40-year-old, I think if both parties want to move on, yeah, I think the Packers will make that move. Now, I'm sure the internet will explode if that happens, especially in light of the fact that they could have made that move last year and gotten a king's ransom, comparatively. But uh, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. He's lost in the dark, can't find his way out. There you go. 12 is in the darkness thinking about how to spend that money. <laughs> uh, finally watched the Madden special. It was fantastic. Lots of great memories. Nick, oh, that whole program is incredible. Um, such a good, such a good doc. And I'm... Just so happy that it premiered and Matt himself got to see it. Don't ever forget, like that premiered and then he passed shortly there, then after. So I'm just really happy he got to see it. And yeah, I mean, I think we all, you know, who grew up with Madden on the on the call, let alone watching him patrol the sidelines for the Raiders. I mean, the man was football. You know, the man still is. His name is football. So yeah, that doc is incredible. If you haven't seen it yet. I highly recommend it. It is absolutely outstanding. <laughs> I couldn't find Carry the G when I was in Green Bay. Did, did drink a lot of Spotted Cow. That's all right, New York Cheesehead. I mean, that's like, you know, searching for the backup quarterback, but finding the starter. So that's all right. We will never tell Packers fans that, you know, the Spotted Cow is a uh, secondary beer because it is the a number one gold standard we can only hope to follow in their footsteps and live in their shadow forever jimmy yes they use that third rounder to trade up and get clay matthews well remembered oh boy big b big b is here and he's breaking news per sources i don't know whose sources big b has here as Alan Lazard approaches free agency, he's told Packers are making a run in an effort to keep the 27-year-old who caught a career-high 60 passes for 788 yards with six touchdowns. That really feels like you're you're copying and pasting that from somewhere, Big B. But uh, I'll take your word for it. Nags, do you think Watson gives Jefferson a run for his money next year? Ooh, Cody. Um, 
different types of receivers in my eyes. Um, as far as a run for his money production wise, I'd be very surprised. Um, I think he, you know, the sky's the limit. I think he's going to score a lot of points and put up a lot of yards. But man, Jefferson, he's doing shit that ain't been done since Moss. And I don't, you know, want to discount Christian's ability or his ceiling. I just have a hard time imagining Christian making that kind of jump. I mean, I think he's going to be explosive as hell next year. I think he's going to put up a ton of, he's going to just produce out the wazoo, but man, I don't know. Justin Jefferson, that's a high bar. I mean, who knows? Maybe if, uh, if it is Rogers and Rogers gets an eye for him, like he had for Devante, it's possible, but uh, I would temper those expectations a little bit. Don't live in their shadow. Embrace it. There you go, Johnny. I like it. Mm. Help me with work. Would you rather have Jolly Ranchers or Lifesavers? <sighs> That's a good question. Probably Jolly Ranchers. But that's a it's a close one. William, thanks for the super chat. I've been seeing a lot of fans saying Favre was trash probably because of what was going what was going on, but I'd put his 95 to 01 right up there with Rodgers 11 to 17. I think Rodgers' heights will always be higher than Favre's um at their it, like the peak of their primes. I'd always take Rodgers. However, people certainly have forgotten how fucking amazing Favre was through that stretch that you're talking about right there. I mean, the man did win 3 MVPs. You know, in a row. Now, yes, he shared one with Barry Sanders, but still, that was the level he was playing at. And I think partly because, like, when the internet became a real kind of everyday thing, kind of the towards the tail end of his career, the Jets, the Vikings, all the scandal with all that, that's how I think a lot of people kind of remember Brett in the internet age, especially younger people. But yeah, man, that stretch, you know, when he was winning MVPs and they went to the Super Bowls, he was outstanding and i think people forget that and look given all the reasons he's in the headlines now i don't have no reason to fault people for you know not remembering what an amazing football player he was but he was you can never take that away from him and you won't be able to take his name down from lambo anytime so when you look up at that don't think about the shit that's in the headlines today think about his play from 95 to 01 because that is there no question vex thanks for the super chat what are the expectations once 12 is gone? How long does the current regime have? Well, I mean, clearly there are a lot of uh, levels there, right? Now, the assumption would be that you're transitioning to Jordan Love, and because of the fact that he's been in the building for at least three years, maybe four at the time he actually gets to be a starter, you know, the playoffs are the goal each and every year, but they're definitely a goal, the starting goal for a first-year starter on a team where he's been developing for, you know, three, four years. Um... I think they've got probably a little longer leash than some Packers fans would prefer, but they did all just sign contract extensions last season. And this is going to be a transition whenever it occurs of pretty seismic proportions. So I think at least three or four years, that would, that would be my expectation. Now that's provided they don't bottom out and become like a four win football team. Cause if that happens, then all bets are off, but I don't foresee that happening. I think they're going to be good for a while. The question is, is can, be, can they be great? And that's ultimately uh, what we're all waiting, baited breath for, trying to find out. I remember listening to four on Real Player with dial-up internet. Wow, that's that's old school right there. I remember, Brett, 26 interceptions in one year. Yeah, that happened too. 
including six interceptions in a playoff game. I was at Houdini's in Appleton. That was an afternoon, let me tell you. Uh, which Packer from before your time has your favorite legacy? For me, it's Johnny Blood. Oh, Tom, great question. For me, it's Bart Starr. Will always be Bart Starr. I mean, Sterling Sharp is the greatest player I ever witnessed with my own two eyes. Bart Starr is my favorite all-time Green Bay Packer, like without question. You know, I think the the difference is obvious. Like one, I actually saw and was emotionally invested in on a weekly basis. You know, year by year basis, his whole career, etc. I absolutely loved watching him play, and he was amazing and the best Packers player I've ever seen. But then, you know, you just turn on the tape and you read about Bart Starr and all the Lombardi years, and I absolutely appreciate what he meant to the Packers, to the organization, to the town, um, and what he did on those teams, the way he led and the way he represented the Packers, always my favorite, will always be, no question about it. Uh, all right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Carry the G Club members, Patreon members. I'll see you on happy hour at the top of the hour. The rest of you, I'll see you tomorrow. Go Pack Go.